cover our bases Face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it Our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it You can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it No limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB But you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers Yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused Like this is the bottom of night Baby, you know we ready to win Sports to pop culture We cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered No end in the topic that say to the culture We sending the spark Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and holiday. Uh, We are back at it on a Monday with a lot of news happening. We got Joe, our producer. We got Josh on the line. Now we get to make fun of Sam for being fashionably late here today. So whenever he decides to dial in, uh, we can just go ahead and razz him. But, uh, we have some uh, some breaking news uh, that broke a few hours ago, but uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett out as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Um, I can't say that I'm surprised by this. I, I thought he was going to be fired about five games ago. But uh, after that debacle against the Rams, where they made Baker Mayfield look like, you know, Matthew Stafford in that game, he was just awful, man. Like, I, I don't know if there's been too many head coaches that have been as bad as Hackett in their first year. Yeah, he's he's been fucking horrible. I, I think he was just way over his head. So maybe maybe Aaron Rodgers knew that going in, and that's why he didn't try to push that trade to, to Denver. And he didn't want yeah. to resign. He went ahead and just resigned on Green Bay. He was all – I mean, if we're ranking – Terrible coaches in one year. Hackett, Urban Meyer, and I think, like, Bobby Petrino have to be, like, the top three, right? Is there any? Is there anybody worse? No, not really. Even as a bank, maybe, maybe Dave Shula? Or who was the coach for the 0-16 Lions? That wasn't Jim Caldwell, was it? No. No, it was uh, uh, it was uh, the guy before him. Uh, the, the, he played. He was DC for um, for, yeah, for the Eagles. Was it Chan Gailey? Was it Chan Gailey? No, 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 no Rod no. Marinelli. Rod Marinelli. It was short. Rod Marinelli. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Rod Marinelli, 0-16. Uh, I, I don't Hugh Jackson's know, on that list, man. Hugh Jackson's Oops. definitely on that list. Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson's on, yeah, Hugh Jackson's on that list. Rod Marinelli, Urban Meyer, and now, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, this was a disaster because the Broncos had Super Bowl aspirations, and they're nowhere close to a Super Bowl. And they gave up a shit ton of draft So much. They gave up, up so them. much. Oh, a ton. I mean, yeah, I mean, they they made Russell Wilson look like shit all fucking year. Um, yeah, they did. Even, even though Brett Ripken, I mean, he had decent game, but I mean, they still weren't scoring points. So it's like that offense was broken this whole year, 
And yeah. I, I think it finally culminated and with all the frustrations yesterday. You've seen uh, everybody getting in fights with each other. And that, yeah. that's how you lost the team. Uh, it, it almost reminds me of somebody else that, that lost their team just recently, too. Uh, I think his name was Zach Wilson. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it just me, well, or, or does, does Russell Wilson... Does Russell Wilson look like heavier this year? Does he look? He, to me, he yeah, looks out of shape does. compared to the years in, in Seattle. You're right. He does look a little bit puffier, doesn't he? Like he looks. He doesn't. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's that Sierra dad life. He's he's rocking, man. If he's just not into it anymore. <laughs> I I don't know, dude. But I mean, I, there's do a you think Pete Carroll knew? He might have known. He might have known. Maybe that's why he got him out of Seattle. Maybe why he that's why he didn't hesitate. Now look at they're set with all these draft picks. Yep. If Seattle wants they to can draft definitely rebuild. They can definitely rebuild. Like in fashion, you know, honestly, this season nobody. I don't think anybody, including myself, expected Seattle to win more than four games this year. And the fact that they're sitting here in the playoff hunt at the end of the season is remarkable to me. And the fact that Pete Carroll got a serviceable season out of Geno Smith is unreal. Unreal, because Smith absolutely drafted true. by the Jets, uh, you know, jettisoned by the, not only the Jets, but the Giants and other teams. And the fact that what is the league now, and he's become a backup, and, like, the fact that he got a, a decent season out of him is just, I mean, is beyond me. Um so. I mean, I think that team... But it wasn't overnight, though. I mean, Mike. Mike, it wasn't yeah. overnight. So he went, he's he been sitting behind Russell Wilson for like two years now. Yeah, I know. He's I know. That's true. There. That's true. And, the, I mean, that team, it, it was a, I, I think, a playoff caliber team with Wilson. I mean, even with, as we can see with Geno, yeah. that team was built better anyway, so... I, I think they're they're a quarterback and a couple of defensive players away from contending it in that AFC West again. So here are the coaches being thrown out by the Denver Post as as the as the possible candidates to replace Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, you have Zero Ivero, who is the Denver defensive coordinator currently, but he turned down he turned down the interim head coach position. But the in-house option is – I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, but it's Giro Averro, I think. And then here are the other names. Brian Callahan, who's the Bengals' offensive coordinator. Dan Quinn, who's Dallas' defensive coordinator. Sean Payton and Frank Frank Reich. And Sean Payton would obviously be the big get. I think if they got Sean Payton – Russell Wilson is sixth, and Russell Wilson is a top seven quarterback next year, potentially. Um, but I here's Frank Wright could also they, do good things. What are they going to have to give up for what? Because he's still on the con- he's they, 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 yeah, they, they, have, they, to they have to give they have to give the Saints a, a draft pick, a fourth rounder, yep. I think. Oh, you're right. It says right here, Peyton feels like the longest of long shots. First of all, it will take assets to acquire him since he's under contract with the Saints through 2023. And Denver has a has a 2023 first-round pick um, as 
let's see, John Gruden cost Tampa Bay two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and they made a million dollars. So I don't think the Broncos can afford the draft capital. So good, good, good catch there, Josh and Sam. I did not realize that. I thought he was retired. I didn't know that he was still under contract. So very much so. Sean, Sean Payton's probably out. I mean, some of these names, like, Brian Callahan, Frank Reich. Brian Callahan's never been a head coach. Uh, you know, do you think the Broncos really want to go that route again? Somebody that's never been a head coach and taking another swing at it, especially on, you know, coming from a team that has like an outstanding quarterback. You know, you never know how good some of these offensive coordinators are when they're the OCs for like none of the OCs from Patrick Mahomes' teams, from the Chiefs, have worked out. Matt Nagy was terrible. Who's the other offensive coordinator for the Chiefs that, that got a head coaching job that hasn't been very good? And then, like, you see some of these coordinators from the Patriots that never worked out. Because, uh, you know, but Tom Brady was making them look good. I would be skeptical of hiring a coordinator that comes from a team with a top-five quarterback in there because it's like, are they doing anything special or is it because they have – one of the best quarterbacks in the league there. No, I, I think Dan Quinn would be a legit person to, to put there. He's got a great defensive mind. I think that'll help out with their defense to make them even I don't better. Think it's gonna fix, it's, I don't think it's going to fix Wilson, though. I think you need a caliber of a Peyton or an Andy Reid, like an offensive guy, maybe Reich, maybe Reich, to, to kind of turn the yeah. tables for him. Yeah. Well, that, that's where Dan yeah. Quinn would, would, could hire Frank Wright as the offensive coordinator. That or that, that'll work. That could, that could happen. Um, I don't know. The, 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 uh, one name that they threw out as a long shot, but I don't think is a bad idea, is Ben Johnson, who's Detroit's offensive coordinator. Um, that, that team's offense has been dynamic this year, and last year it was pretty good. Uh, but their defense has kind of held them back. But the defense bounds over the last seven games this year. So, But he's only 36 years old, but he is a young coach. And a lot of these guys, these young coaches, your Sean McVay's, your Mike McDaniels, your Zach Taylor, some of the other ones tend to work out pretty good. You know what I mean? Or, so. or another option could be the Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou Ar- Arnoremo. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're in. You've already beat Pat Mahomes three times, so yeah, you kind of have that, that ability to to get to scheme what you want to do with him. Um, yeah, the Raiders. I mean, they're they're on the downfall. It depends on who they they get for a quarterback. So I mean, you can be right back in contention with Denver within a year. So yeah, you stop. They're not broke. I mean, they, it's not like their roster is devoid of talent like the Houston Texans or, you know, one of these teams. Uh, they have talent there. They just they have the fucking absolute worst hire possible in Nathaniel Hackett. They passed over some guys to, to hire Hackett, and, and he, he was a complete fucking wash there. So it'll be interesting to see what Denver does. But, uh, yeah, if, I mean, I don't know. If you're Denver and Russell Wilson can't get it back next year, you're you're kind of – fucked because you've given up you've paid him already a shit ton of money uh you're stuck with russell wilson for at least the next three years and you've given up a shit ton of draft capital to go get him so whoever they hire i think i think the browns i think the browns and the broncos are in a similar position 
where they've paid yeah. a ton of money to their quarterbacks, and now it may not look so good for either team. Yep. 100%. And now you see why the Ravens haven't paid Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's true. So, speaking of the Cleveland Browns, I don't know if you saw, but they signed Jake Paul to a a contract uh, to run their social media account, I believe, or to be – he joined – he joined the Cleveland Browns, um, and I guess he's going to do something to hype up their social media uh, and do a couple different things. Uh, Waste the goddamn them. money, bro. <laughs> totally, totally. So he was brought in to be part of their social media team. Um, so he's basically like a, a content uh, uh, associate or something like that. So two days. I don't even think it was two days. A day after Jake Paul signs this deal with the Cleveland Browns for social media content advisor and things of this, whatever the job title is, he posts on Twitter a video of himself shadow boxing a giant black dildo in his kitchen. <laughs> I can't make this shit up, dude. I cannot make this shit up. Like, literally, I saw the video. I'm like, the fuck is he doing? Is he boxing a dildo? Is he boxing a black dildo? And that's exactly what he was doing. And he he titled the video, No Days Off, Keeping My Reflexes Sharp. This was a day ago. He signed the contract two days ago, so 24 hours. 24 hours. If I'm the Cleveland Browns and I sign you – to a fucking deal to run my social media or to be a content advisor. And then I see you 24 hours later post a video of yourself boxing a black dildo. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Are you kidding me? What, what did we just do? What, they, 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 they literally, they have one. Sorry. They're, they're going from one scandal to the next. The Browns. Yeah. 100%. Or what, was he making fun of fucking Deshaun Watson in a way? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I mean... Why would the Browns be okay girl. with him doing that, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was poking fun on Watson. The Browns aren't going to be okay with... I mean, he's their fucking $250 million man, dude. Like, hey, Browns right. aren't going to be okay with him making fun of Deshaun. So, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that's fucking hilarious. Like, I... Really, like you're gonna post that? You're gonna and like what is it? What is he even doing? What is the? Explain to me the upside if you're the Cleveland Browns of hiring Jake Paul into your social media department. Because I guess he's one of the top social media people influencers out there. So why not give it a shot and see what they can do? Because obviously they. They're going to need funds somehow because they're fucked over the next few years. I mean, they, they've given up quite a bit of money. Yeah, they have. I don't know. I, I just... I mean, well, you got Deshaun Watson contract next year. What's $50 million or $40 million? Yeah. Yep. That's coming on the books next year. Uh, you got Miles Garrett just signed the the big contract. Uh, they gave Njoku a bunch of money. 
was it uh, Ward that just got a bunch of money? Yeah, and so. um, yeah, they they but they they have a shit ton of money tied up in in Nick Chubb, and Joku, Amari Cooper, and Deshaun Watson. Right, I was gonna say Cooper as well. Yeah. And Miles Garrett, yeah. So yeah, Cooper. I don't I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do. They better hope that Deshaun Watson with a full off season and training camp and some preseason work and then these whatever these last six games that he's playing in shakes off that rust for next year because and they better hope that he turns back into the guy that can throw for like four thousand yards and, and twenty eight touchdowns and like ten interceptions because if not if not, if this, if the Watson that we're seeing now is the Watson we're going to get for seventy five percent of next season, the Browns are fucked. The Browns are. Well, I think. Be fucked. I think. I think for the for the Browns, it's another thing too. They they also need to. They need him to play the way he was with the Texans. Need to lead them, you know, uh, to right. the playoffs. Lead, need to lead them to uh, to their division title or so on and so forth, whatever it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, if not, I mean, that's going to be the biggest fucking contract waste ever. 100%. I mean, I know I know the weather in Cleveland wasn't the best, but they're used to playing in that weather. They're playing the Saints. Watson was 15 of 31 for 135 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. And he's just been well, – Those sound like Zach Wilson numbers. They do. They do. And then if you look at, like – even the win against the Ravens that they had, he was you know twenty eight for one hundred and sixty one yards, a touchdown and an intercept and no interceptions, but he was sacked three times. So I mean that's fine, but that's I mean Tyler Huntley was seventeen of thirty for one hundred and thirty eight yards. So he was eighteen of twenty eight for one hundred and sixty one yards. So I mean, I just and we got to remember I, I that Ravens know. team is not playing very good either right now. Right. I mean they're barely exactly. squeaking by. They're not scoring any points. So. Yeah. I, I think more than likely the Cleveland just got lucky on that game and they won it. Plain and simple. All right, guys. So let me uh, let me uh, look at this uh, the schedule here. We got the Packers starting to make a run. Uh, they beat Miami, or maybe two will beat Miami, but the Packers are now seven and eight. They have a shot if they win their last two games, which is against the Vikings and the Lions. They have a shot if they finish nine and eight into the playoffs. Do you think do you think the Packers are making their way into the playoffs after a disastrous start? I don't think they beat the Vikings. I think the Vikings have too much to lose to to lose that game. So I think the Vikings what, go what, all out. What do the Vikings have to lose? Because I, I think the number one set the number one seed overall, bro. They're in that hunt. I thought, I thought the Eagles had that locked up. No. Because you got to remember, okay. if the Eagles lose the last two games, what, uh, Minnesota only lost three games, right? Yeah, okay, okay. So, uh, Phillies, Phillies already got two losses, so they lose two more, then um, Minnesota has it. All right, well, that's uh... – yeah, I know, but Minnesota is one of those teams that, uh, for me, I'm not totally buying. And they did beat Green Bay the first game of the season. They did beat them 23-7. to But 
they they were shaky against the Giants. They lost to the Lions. They should have lost to the Colts until the Colts had an all-time fucking terrible uh, second half. And then they got blown – they got the doors blown off them by Dallas. So, uh, I I think the Packers – the Packers are hot. They're starting to believe in themselves. I think Rodgers is getting a little bit of confidence back. I think they've changed up some of the way they've been doing things. I don't think they're depending on Rodgers as much to do stuff. Like, Rodgers, Miami had a very pedestrian game, 24-38 for 238 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, and they couldn't even get the run game going, but the defense stepped up. I mean, they ran twenty. They ran the ball twenty-five times, and they only had seventy-nine yards. So the the run the run offense was atrocious against Miami. But they still they still got those two backs in Jones and Dylan, and you know both of them can catch the ball out of the backfield when needed. So I. You you might be right, Josh. Uh, they might not be able to. I, I think if they, I mean, it's obvious if they lose to Minnesota, the playoffs are over for them. But I feel like you just Rodgers, you can't count out, man. No, you can't. I mean, but you know, the the Packers allowed Waddle and Tyree Kill to burn them. Justin Jefferson's going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. It's how they. I mean, yeah. Jeff- I mean, we have to. Jefferson was he's I think he's top receiver in the league. He is, and he's just on another level, man. He's just he you can't guard him. He's basically Randy Moss two point with a better attitude. <laughs> right. For now. For, For now. now. Exactly. So <laughs> what about Tua, man? Like, is he oh, uh, man. I know we we shouldn't like yell at a guy for one bad game because I know Burrow Burrow's had some bad games here and there, and even against the Patriots, you know the first half he looked great, the second half Burrow did not look good at all. But Tua is he is he the guy there for the Dolphins? I mean, this was a team that was sitting at what they were sitting at. Uh, let's see, eight and uh, three. Was, yeah, eight and three, and now they've dropped four straight. And I know it's been against the Niners, the Chargers, the Bills, and now the Packers. Not exactly, not exactly an easy stretch there. But I, you know, if I'm looking at the Dolphins' win, they beat the Patriots. Not exactly, you know, a great thing these days. They came. They made a miracle comeback against the Ravens in a game they choked, and they beat the Bills early in the season. Then they beat – they had a five-game win streak that was over the Steelers, the Lions, the Bears, the Browns, and the Texans. I mean, fuck, any team could But, I mean, there was, no, there was no talent in those wins. There was, the, there was the no talent they beat wins. were – Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like – I was going to say, it, it seems like the only wins they're getting are – yeah, they had a couple of good wins, but teams that are – that they should beat, they beat. But teams they they go into that are playoff contenders, they haven't been beaten. So I don't see them a threat in the playoffs if they make it. Neither do I. They just can't Especially beat. when teams. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I think they, they, they just can't, can't beat these teams uh, that are better. The only one I think they have a shot at 
uh, is Buffalo, just because I think they can match Buffalo a lot better than a lot of these other teams. And yeah, the it's a divisional home. thing, too. Yeah, it's a divisional yep. thing, too. They know how to play each other. Exactly. Well, they got they – got So going back to your question, left. Mike. Yeah, go ahead. Oops, sorry. I don't. I do not yeah, think no, Tua is the answer. I don't think okay. Tua is the answer for for Miami because, um, in a game where, uh, you probably shouldn't have thrown the last pick that you threw, but he he's got to be better with the ball. I think as a quarterback, yeah, he got three hundred yards. He threw three picks though, and and the picks were ugly too. They weren't good picks. There's never a good pick, yeah. but I mean, you can kind of say receiver route whatever, but you know, uh, I, I don't think he. Of all the quarterbacks that are due for contracts at the end of this year, I now have moved him further down that list. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll have to agree. Plus, plus what, this is going to be a third time with con- in concussion protocol. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's some career, that's so that's some career like, issue. How right? many more concussions are you going to have before they say, no, dude, you need, you need to retire? That's what happened to Troy Aikman. What do the Dolphins do, though? Because they're not in a position to land one of these quarterbacks. They're going to be picking in the back half of the first round. And they're, you know. They probably have to make a swing for, like, Jimmy Jimmy G or someone that's available, you know, by a trade. Tom Maybe Derek Carr, Tom I don't know. Dolphins next year? Does Brady go to the Dude, Dolphins? Dude, Tom Brady's 46 years old. There's no fucking way. No way. <laughs> I mean, there's always that rumor that he, he was going to sign with them. Yeah, and yeah. they were offering a percentage of the company, of the team, right? Yep. Or does Aaron Rodgers decide he wants to play in the warm weather of Miami? And play till he's 45. <laughs> he could. I mean, and then you, you're giving him Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and Mike Gusecki, you know, and then you're giving him uh, backs and a halfway decent defense. I mean, shit. You give Aaron Rodgers Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell, we might see, like, Aaron Rodgers' MVP numbers again. Uh, yeah, never... Keep in mind, in, in, in a division where your your biggest, uh, you know, threat is probably Buffalo. Right. Right. Although, you know, what, you know what's funny to me, and it's a little off topic, but why is Miami in the AFC East still? Like, when they, division, when they split up the divisions to go – to like more regional, and you have like the AFC North and South. Miami feels like they belong in the AFC South, and Indianapolis should be in the AFC East because Indianapolis had that rivalry with the Patriots when it was Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So why not put the Colts in the East and let Miami be in the South? Uh, you know, or, along with the other four, you put Baltimore or Pittsburgh in the East. That's what the, that's what should happen is Pittsburgh or Baltimore goes to the east, and then you keep Miami in the south, and then Indy would go to the north. Yeah, if we're going region. In the north, or you could yeah, or you could put Tennessee in the north. But hey, honestly, if, if you were going to do it that way, then I think uh, I think the Tennessee and Indianapolis would need to go to the north. Uh, Baltimore and, and Pittsburgh go to the east. Yeah, but no, but if you're going to put Baltimore and Pittsburgh in the East, you got to get rid of two teams in the East, and you're not going to get yeah. rid of well, Buffalo. Miami yeah. goes to the South. Uh, but still, then, there's only four teams. Yeah, yeah. I know. 
Okay, so well, you you would have to you would have to keep the Buffalo, the Jets, New England, and then you either do yeah. the closest realistically is uh, Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. I mean, yeah, Baltimore, like the, I think both Baltimore and and, and then you would do uh, like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Bengals, right. and Colts. Yeah. But they're not going to do it because I guess there's rivalries. Like the Dolphins have been in the East for the longest time, right? And they have rivalries with Buffalo and all these teams now. But I'm just saying geographically, it doesn't seem to make much sense. Miami is like the warm weather team in that division, and everything else is is New York and and Buffalo and Boston. (laughs) You know, like you're going when Miami has to hit the road in November and December and January to go to some of these places is not exactly the, the warmest situation. So, whereas if, you know, you're playing in the AFC South and you have to go to like Jacksonville and Houston and some of these other places, it's not nearly as bad. So I was, I was reading something really interesting about the Dolphins uh, stadium, how it's set up. So like uh, home, uh, they, uh, when they play at home, the side that they play on is about 12 to 14 degrees uh, cooler because it's in the shade. It's really fucked up. Like their their stadium is set oh, up yeah. for them to win. Oh, like they're home. Yeah. Speak, speaking of stadiums and, and like Cleveland uh, with Deshaun Watson, do you think this cold weather has an effect on him? Is that why he's so fucking terrible? Because he's used to playing in the dome and under warm dome, weather, or is, it, or is it a retractable roof? The Houston? No, it's a dome, I thought. I think it's a retractable roof where they can decide to close it if it's, like, raining or or, or whatever, or inclement weather, but otherwise it's open, I believe. Yeah, but it's still warm warm weather. Yeah, how cold does it get in Houston? Houston warm weather, not in the cold. Yeah, how You're cold right. Does I mean, it get like, Houston? Houston does have days where it's, like, 40, 45 degrees in, like, December and stuff, but, yeah, it's not, like, negative 10 there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it says Houston, uh, Houston Stadium is the only rodeo and NFL indoor-outdoor retractable roof stadium. Okay. Yeah, and Houston's 52 degrees right now, today. It was, it was 52. Uh, it'll be 62 tomorrow and 76 on Wednesday. So. <laughs> but, you, but you there. know, under, under that roof, they would shut the roof and they would turn up the heaters to make it warm, you know? Yeah. So it's not yeah. fucking going to be 50. It's going to be 70, 70 to 75 degrees in that stadium. Yep. So, all right. Um, we got about a little bit under 30 minutes left. So, I real quick, congratulations, Sam, who made his championship in fantasy football. Um I have to ask you guys, though. Yeah, baby, 7-7. I 7-7 mean, seven much- seven. Seven seven made it to the finals, man. <laughs> Hell, yeah. <laughs> See, you don't have to have how, how the, the best record in the league to, to make it to the finals. No, you don't. You just have to have the right weeks at the right time. And because and Louis did not, not have the right week or right time this week either. Neither did, yeah. And I did not, but you, you, Tommy... We're the three best teams all season. We separated ourselves by quite a bit. And then you and me both took early exits in the fucking playoffs. So, that fucking stinks. Yep, but how, how much did weather and injuries, I think, impact 
the the fantasy playoffs this year. Because I think, you know, if you're on a team and you got DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray not being there is, is really hurtful there. You got other weather, a lot of bad weather games this past weekend. Like in Pittsburgh, the weather was brutal. That impacted, you know, your uh, your Devontae Adams and your Derek Carrs and other people. And Buffalo, also bad weather in Chicago. We saw Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs not do much. Uh, so, I mean, this time of year, that, that really – hinders a lot of teams because injuries are more frequently and I think the weather played a huge factor in things. That's why I think football, if you start to notice, the running game is starting to come back a little bit with these teams. You're starting to see that fullback come back. And when it's cold weather like this and you're in one of these tough divisions, you're going to need that because there's games you're not going to be able to throw that ball because that ball is right. going to feel like a fucking rock being thrown and being caught. And these receivers are – it's going to turn more into a running game than it is going to be a passing game. Yeah. Well, so speaking of uh, speaking of bad weather and shit, it looks like Monday night, January 2nd, Bill's Bengals, it's going to be about close to 60 degrees for that game. Yeah, buddy. There's a warm front coming. Now, it does look like rain, so that could impact things uh, quite a bit. But, I mean, if the rain holds off and it's just cloudy, I, it, it's, look, it's looking like it's going to be about 50 degrees at kick at kickoff on Monday night, man. So, I, I expect to see some offensive fireworks in that Bengals-Bills game. I mean, it's, it's a big game for both of them. If the Bills go on and win – um, they they probably secure that number one uh, seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and then the Bengals are going yeah. go to go into the last week of the year uh, facing the Ravens for that division title. Um, yep. The Bengals win, then they're going to be first or second seed. Uh, they would just have to hope that Kansas City takes an L in the last two games. Yeah. That's well. That's true, and 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 you know, with the Bengals, if they beat the Bills and the Ravens lose to the Steelers, now they got a two-game lead. They can lose. They could technically lose to the Ravens and still win the division. Um, but Who, the Bengals. I still think, yeah, if the, if the Bengals beat the Bills and the Ravens lose to the Steelers, the Ravens will have six losses. Yeah, they are only- ten and five. For- what? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. You're right. Played. Well, yeah. no, actually, no, no. You can't say that because the the Bengals and Ravens would have the same record at that point, even if they lose. Because if oh. the Bengals lose the next two, they're they're tied, and then no, the Ravens no, are hold the tiebreaker. Josh, you didn't hear me. I said if the Bengals beat the Bills and the oh, Ravens yeah. lose to yeah. And the Ravens lose to the Steelers. It's over. It's a wrap. The Bengals could lose to the Ravens, and they, they still win the division. It wouldn't matter. But number the number one number one seed would be gone at that point in time if they if they beat the Bills but lose to the Ravens, they'll still take the division. Correct. But the number chance of the number one seed's gone. So correct. Um, all right. So Sam, we saved this for you since uh, you couldn't make it on Friday's show. You were feeling under the weather. Uh, so we saved this. We didn't get to it on Friday's show. 
But I wanted to talk to you about Trevor Bauer being reinstated and get your and Josh's thoughts and, and Joe's thoughts on, on this about Trevor Bauer uh, being reinstated by the Major League, by MLB. I mean, it's about fucking time. I mean, like like yeah, you said before, yeah. there's, no, there's no fucking reason one profession will give somebody a fucking 11-game ban. We originally gave him a six-game ban, six ban, and then all the yeah. outrage. Trevor Bauer's been basically suspended for two and a half years. Has it been two so, years or so? Right. It's been, yeah, it's been about two years. So. Okay. It's not. It wasn't fair to begin with. Both charges were dropped. Uh, the difference between Bauer and and uh, Deshaun was Bauer had texts from the girl telling him to do some of these things to her. That's a smoking yeah. gun anywhere we're at. Yeah. Like, you asked for it. He gave it to you, and it is what it is. What, is it right? Uh, no. Careful. Lou will say that you're you're victim shaming. I'm not victim Shane. I'm I'm saying it she wanted it. She said choke me. She said pull my hair. She said hit me. When you tell somebody that and they do it and then you go, "Oh, wait, this is uh, 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 uh no, I didn't want that." Well, I've got proof that you told me to do it. That's what you wanted. All right, for the that's, record, I think that's the big difference between the between I, the two I, cases. I agree with you, but I will also say got to have – and this is where the world is missing common sense. If somebody looks at you and says, punch me in the fucking face. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what who that person is. You probably shouldn't, being who your, you are, right? Your legal stance is not, they told me to do it. <laughs> like, what? No, I get that. Or, hey, but shoot me in the foot. Why'd you do that? They told me to do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, well, all I'm saying is he's got a clearer case to where he should have never been suspended as long – as Deshaun Watson, was oh, my yeah. point. Well, I agree. Yeah. With that. I, I agree. The length of the suspension probably isn't warranted, but also engaging in that kind of behavior—that's also on him too. I mean, you know, I don't agree with it. Yeah, I mean, I 100% do not agree with what he did. But I'm. I'm and he was a star I'm, before this happened, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mike. Yeah. Mike and Josh. He was a star. Remind me, what did he do? Yeah. He had he had rough sex with a woman. And she asked him to, to strangle her, to punch her, and apparently he did it to where she blacked out or something is what, what came out. But then she had, he had text on his phone stating that's exactly what she wanted. Like, when I come over, this is what I want you to do to me. I will yeah, I say... Would, uh, being, being Trevor Bauer, I'd be very wary about doing anything like that. I, I will be, again, say... Being who I was, that, right? If Even if I wanted only, to do that, I wouldn't. I will say that his if his only defense is is text messages, unfortunately those aren't really things that you can use because you can't ver- you can't you don't know for sure that who the person is that's actually sending the text message. I mean, technically they could say it like they can triangulate the the text. They have, they have the technology to figure that out. But yeah, you're right. I can hand my phone over to to you and and have you t- type it out. And I was gonna say. I mean, let's think about how many times you've left your phone unlocked in recent years and magically has have pronounced your love for 
you know, Brokeback Mountain or anything, you know. Hey, so that I was a good movie. See? Um, but there's no way to prove that it was you or somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, don't, don't you know do it. You almost got to do what Dave Chappelle did. All right, bitch, you're going to sign this consent form. <laughs> I won't tell yeah, anybody I mean, you're fucking right. You're not because you just signed it. <laughs> I, and that that also brings up, uh, like, Miles Austin got suspended for a year from the from the Jets for uh, gambling. Like, you're going to suspend people for a yep. year for gambling on other sports, not football, on other but sports. other sports. I mean, look, sports. again, again, I'll say this, Josh, I'll say this again. That kind of behavior being, again, Miles Austin in the position that he's in. He's the wide receivers coach for the Jets. It's an actual NFL football team. He probably shouldn't be engaging in that behavior. That kind of, those kind of bets should have been put under his wife's name or maybe his cousins or his nephews or someone else, right? Well, I agree, but, but I, why? I, don't, I don't like the suspensions. I no, do but, not like – hold on. I'm going I'm to suspend this guy for a year, but this guy, I'm only going to suspend for six games when we for abusing 23 women. But that, and, there's, there's no rhyme or reason for these suspensions, and that's what infuriates well, a lot of football fans. Well, I'm curious to why – why should somebody have to go through the lengths of you know putting – uh, their bets under their wife's name, if they're betting on a sport that they have no impact on, they have no influence on. Like, it gives, it gives, it gives um, the media just, again, the, as a team owner, you wouldn't want that kind of attention to your team. Well, so betting of any kind, regardless of the sport, is just a bad look for the team. Why? If you're, if you're holding a position on that team. Like betting that's but the thing, you're, though, legally, is, you're legally allowed to. You're legally allowed to bet. So it's like well, you know you were you were doing something illegal. No, I wasn't. I I had no effect on the game. I had no influence. I had no I mean why do, I you mean, know what I mean? Like that's one of those stupid rules that needs to be updated. Like I get you that don't, it's you don't think Roger Goodell is gambling? I guarantee he's won fucking uh, Churchill Downs for the Kentucky Derby every fucking year in gambling. I guarantee it. What? I'm so no, lost be, right now. I'd be I'm shocked so, if he's not so gam- uh, betting on baseball games. I was going off the suspensions, but – or football games. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm no, so I'm lost I'm, right I'm, now. The sexual, the, the sexual assaults, like Trevor Bauer was suspended for – a year and a half, almost two years, right? And yeah, I, and I would say it, it wasn't fair. And then we got a, like the NFL suspended Deshaun Watson for six games, and then other players for eleven games. I was like, there's got to be some uniform. These these companies, these organizations, MLB, NFL, they got to come together and figure out a fucking standard on on how to suspend players. It's got to be. How would we got a year for betting, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. if you're betting, okay, we got a year. If you sexually assault a woman, automatic two years. What? It doesn't matter. Not six games. Just because it affects your bottom line. Fuck that. Suspend the players for that long. I, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea about the shit with Trevor Bauer. I've read a lot of different things. I'm not sure he's totally innocent in the move. I'm not sure. I don't really know what fucking happened. No, I don't think I don't think uh, he was innocent. I think he fucked up. But yeah. I, I still don't believe in his that suspension, how long it was. 
Can I give you a rundown of things that he's done before the sexual assault, the sexual abuse allegations? He harassed a chick online. Okay, he harassed he harassed a girl online, someone that she she called him out on Twitter or something um, for disparaging Alex Bregman. And then he basically went through and like stalked her on social on her social medias and, and basically harassed her. Was constantly like messaging her and doing all these. He apologized for it later, said it was the wrong move. But this chick was a, a girl in high school. Um, he's had yeah, that's so uh, fucked up. Active, he showed active support for theories that suggest Jews run the world. A lot things that like Kyrie Irving and fucking Kanye West have been spouting out recently. Um, he's had some racist comments now. Granted, been in his old Twitter when he was in college. I don't really like to pull that shit up because when you're 19 and 20, you tweet stupid shit. I'm sure I have a lot of it on my old on my Facebook and stuff. But I, I just I don't know, man. I don't know if if I'm a team. I know he's a talent. If I'm a team, I, I don't know if I'm giving him a contract, man. I, I, I don't well, know. I think, I think I, the Dodgers are going to cut him anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think his contract, he signed that three-year big contract, so he, I think he's getting only like $30 million a year. And yeah. they, they got lucky they didn't have to pay him last year because he was suspended. Um, yeah. So they saved that money. But this year it's coming on the books. Uh, and I think that's kind of why you didn't see the Dodgers go after any big names because they knew that contract was coming on. Right. So – they might cut him to save a little bit. They might try to trade him, or I mean, let's see, let's see what he does as a pitcher. because yeah, he was one of the best happen. pitchers in the game at the time. He was. All right. I think he was the hey, best hey, pitcher hey. at the time. Yeah, he was. He was a top. I was a top ten pitcher. I don't think he was the best pitcher. Top ten. I would. No, I think put, I think he I was on the best pitcher on that staff at the time. Oh, okay. not in baseball. Okay. I think he was one of the best pitchers on that staff at that time. Yeah. Um, we got about 13 minutes to go, so a couple things I wanted to talk about. Sam, Brooklyn is on fire since firing Steve Nash. They have gone 19 and six since November since November 1st. They are 21 and 12 currently. They have been on fire. They're beating Cleveland right now. They are currently the number four seed in the East, uh, but they're only they're only a, uh, a game back of Milwaukee, and they're only a half game back of Cleveland, who's in the three spot. What do you think about the Nets so far this year and the job that Jacques Vaughn has done since taking over for Steve Nash? So I'll go ahead and say that, but, uh, I mean, I'm not surprised that the Nets are sitting where they are. They do have a lot of good talent on the team. But from a coaching perspective, yes, uh, it's, a good, it's a good move by the coach. He did obviously he's doing better than Nash. But to wrangle two divas like Kevin Durant and, <clears throat> and Kyrie Irving to, and have yeah. them play at a high level is not an easy thing to do. So props to him for doing that. Yeah. I mean – it's almost some like Phil Jackson shit, you know, with the egos of Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman, and been winning three championships. And I, I think Brooklyn, from a talent perspective alone, 
Brooklyn's a top three team in the Eastern Conference. Now, can Brooklyn get by Boston or Milwaukee in a seven-game series in the Eastern Conference Finals? I, I don't know. Uh, time will tell. But, man, they, they they got some pieces there. I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Sam, Ben Simmons has been playing better as of late, too, hasn't he? Or is he out hurt? No, he, he in in the stretch of games he's been playing very well. Like he brings that defensive energy, he brings the assists, you know, the 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 transition game, he kickstarts all that. So, in this Cleveland game right now, he's got a plus minus of plus 24. He's only scored 4 points, but he's got 3 steals, a block, 5 assists and 7 rebounds. Yeah, that, he's going out the, the stat sheet. He and he doesn't need to be a point guy, if he averages 11 points a game, that's all Brooklyn needs as long as he's getting rebounds, dishing out assists, and playing defense. They don't need – He don't, doesn't need to do anything more than that. Not, You're right. Absolutely right. When you got, like – when you got Durant and Irving and Royce O'Neal and T.J. Warren, you got enough scoring, right? Like, you're good there. You have like, shooters, too. You have Joe Harris like, still. You still have Joe Harris. Yeah. You still have a couple of shooters there. Yeah. So man, they they are looking good though. They are they are looking definitely a lot. Yo, better. our Bulls are not looking uh, good. We're about to blow up the Bulls team. You know that, right? Yeah, the Bulls. And I don't know if you heard this, but there's rumors that Harden wants out of out of Philly now. Yeah, and he wants to go back to Houston. <laughs> yeah, and Houston's a dumpster fire. Houston's an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, Houston fire, looks but... good. Houston looks like they're going to be good in like four or five years. With Jalen Green yeah, that, and a bunch that, of the young talent, Harden would be like thirty-six years old. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely true. But I don't think I, I don't think uh, Harden's the type of player that wants to win. I don't know. I, I've seen ever since he lost, the, uh, you know, against Golden State. Um, yeah. I I don't think I've seen that urge to see him win. Like I don't think he wants to. He just wants to be comfortable now, and he wants to be fat. He wants to be in a tax-free state. Dude, you're right. He doesn't have that drive to win championships. He doesn't have it. And I, I think that's why. And now he's gone to a couple of high-profile places, Philly, Brooklyn, where it's not worked out. And he's with guys. Embiid wants to win. You knew Durant and Brooklyn wanted to win. And so, like, you can't be fucking half-assing it there. And Philly's languishing in, I, I don't know, I think they're still in the top five seeds, but they, they're definitely not playing as well as they should be. Either. Oh, actually, I take that back. Philly's been as hot as Brooklyn lately as they're both on eight-game winning streaks. So, um, no, he, he's, he's a phenomenal player. So he dropped 21 assists just like two, three games ago. But, I, again, I don't see the same Harden from that. that and I want to go I want to go and say there's – for me, there's a, two versions of Harden. There's a skinny Harden. There's a fat Harden. Fat Harden yeah. seems to me like he doesn't want to play, and skinny Harden had that urge to play. You know. So yeah, he did. I don't know, man. It's the NBA has been weird. To me, to me, Cleveland old. right now is the biggest is the biggest surprise. Cleveland is playing amazing, absolutely amazing, and they they all it took was one star. All it took was yeah. one star. All, it took them to bring in one star to their team. And look how much better they're playing. But they got a lot of talent there. You got Mobley and you got Garland. And I think, they, if, if I'm not mistaken, Jared they Allen. still got Kevin. Yeah, Jared yeah, Allen. And they have Jared Allen, too, uh-huh. yeah. 
I mean, they have yeah, talent, Karras. but that's all. That's all. That's that's uh, drafted talent, right? It's not. Uh, yeah. They weren't. Uh, they didn't bring in uh, a these these guys as stars. They didn't trade them from other teams, right. so they kind of grew the talent themselves. Looking good, man. They're looking real good. Yeah, they are looking good, and. So I'm just hoping Cleveland loses before the Eastern Conference Finals because I have a flat bet with Steve and a very embarrassing calendar shoot on the line uh, for <laughs> that bet. <laughs> I hope you have to pay up on it. Oh, fuck, I hope I don't. Oh, I want to see right. this. <laughs> we, should up the, we should up the ante and, like, drop some money on it, too. Man, so so. All right, here it is. Here's the loser. Not only is it's a slap bet, so the loser gets the shit slapped out of them, but the loser also has to do a twelve month calendar shoot in various speedos and, and oiled up. So, I, I mean, if you want, if maybe we could toss an extra hundo on top of that, but I, I need Brooklyn or Milwaukee or Philly. To fucking knock out or Boston, or Boston or Boston or Boston right or Boston before, before before Cleveland even sniffs the Eastern Conference Finals. So, um, all right, we got about uh, six minutes to go here. I wanted to talk to you guys and, and break some news here that I'm getting from an inside source. Um, this person's been very connected with some of college football's happenings. He was the one that thought the Big Ten after they added USC and UCLA that they weren't done. Uh, but then things kind of cooled. Apparently, it was uh, the holdup was Fox, uh, who has the primary rights to the Big Ten, not wanting to pony up any more dough uh, for new markets, as well as USC and UCLA being the holdouts, being two of the holdouts that don't want more teams from the Pac-12 coming. So what I'm hearing from what he's hearing and this probably won't happen for a few years. It's probably going to be like more like 2027, 2028. But that the Big Ten wants to expand into, if possible, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Texas, and then and then adding Notre Dame. They want to get the 20 schools. They're at 16 now, so that's that's four teams added. And they want to be in four different four pods of five. Um, hey, can so I ask you a question, Mike? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. So I know I asked this before, but one more time: if you if you move to the to to let's say Big Ten, Big Twelve, whatever, you move to that conference. Uh, every sport moves to that conference, including basketball and everything else. Usually, yes. Usually, okay. not all. So, for instance, so they want North Carolina Notre for their basketball, Dame. not their football. Right, right. But for instance, right. like Notre Dame, Notre Dame is in the ACC for all sports except for football. How is that? How does that work? I, I don't why know. But split? Notre Dame, if the school, if the school is part of ACC, why would why would only one particular sport be part of a different? That's that the way they wrote up that contract when they when they yeah. decided to start playing in the ACC. Yeah, because I think they already was playing two or three games a year with the ACC teams. Yeah, so. already playing like Miami and FSU and like Boston College usually. So now they have a contract where they have to play, I think five, five or six conference games against ACC opponents in their schedule for Notre Dame. But they're still independent. But they still have to play, I think, like five or six teams from the ACC every year, and it, it rotates. 
but every other sport for the for Notre Dame is in, is in the ACC: basketball, soccer, field hockey, lacrosse, all that shit. So, um, but so it looks like the Big Ten's top targets are Georgia Tech, Miami, Florida State, and Notre Dame. And if Miami or Georgia Tech or any of these teams follow through, I think they'd like to add North Carolina, TCU, or Baylor. Um, Carolina obviously brings a lot to the Big Ten in basketball. Um, Georgia Tech gets them into Atlanta and and a heavily populated area of Georgia. Obviously, Miami and Florida State would do that trick. And then Notre Dame. So if they were able to add those four schools, I think you're – you know, and I don't know what the breakdown – if USC and UCLA are the only school out west, I don't know what the breakdown of the pods would be. I'm assuming you would put the westernmost Big Ten teams in a pod with UCLA and USC, and so that would be, I think, Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Iowa uh, would be the There other goes teams your Nebraska would... Cornhuskers losing again. Uh, yeah, look for a loss. Look for L's every single year moving forward now. Not with fucking UCLA and soft-ass USC. USC's not even prepared for what's going to happen to them once they come to the Big Ten. That fucking California shit ain't going to fly. Uh, I think Lincoln Riley shit will fly, though. I think he's good enough no. to, to bring that that to the Big Ten. Well, you he, do he that's off to uh, the NFL after this year. He that could, could be a possibility for Denver, too. Let me, let me talk to you, Josh. He lost twice to a team in the Pac-12 that is most built like the majority of Big Ten schools, and that's Utah. He lost twice to Utah. And Utah, Utah, Utah is built like a you Big realize, Ten. This is his first year there. Yeah, I get it. He wasn't, he wasn't even I, supposed to contend this year. No, a lot of people thought he'd have them at least at 10 wins this year, which is exactly where he's at. Oh, he's at 11-2, and two, my bad. But, like, most people thought with their schedule he could get to 10 wins. But games where he struggled with, that it was physical teams usually. Like Utah, he, he, he struggled with. Struggled to beat Oregon State, who had a very physical team, and you saw what Oregon State did to Florida in the bowl game, where they just massacred them. And then uh, Notre Dame, for a while, uh, was giving you know uh, was uh, giving them some fits early on. So I, I don't know. I know it's his first year. You're right, Josh, but I just think it's it's. Let me say it like, like this. Your team still sucks, Lou. That's all you got to say. My team still sucks. There's two teams that when they came into the Big Ten, people thought they were instantly going to be competing for for at least conference championships and doing well. First team was Penn State. Penn State was independent for the longest time, or they were in a different conference. I think they joined uh, the Big Ten. Let me see in what year this was. They joined the Big Ten, I believe, in 1992. And a lot of people thought Penn State was going to just run rough shot for the longest time over over the uh, Big Ten. And it never really happened that way. I, I know they, they – I think they split the national title with Nebraska in 1994. Uh, but other than that, 
they they haven't. Here's the that you do you know that Penn State has only won four Big Ten championships. 1994, 2005, 2008, and 2016. That's it. They've won four conference titles. And Notre Dame has – what? yeah, they were – I'm sorry, not Notre Dame. Penn State was independent, and then they joined the Big Ten. Like I said, a lot of people thought they were going to they were gonna run the Big Ten. They've only won How many, how many Big Ten titles has Nebraska won? They haven't won any. But what I'm saying is <laughs> – what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is, same thing with Nebraska. Nebraska came over from the Big 12. Polini brought a roster that wasn't built to win in the Big 10. They were built to win in the Big 12. They had small, fast defensive linemen. They had small linebackers. They were built on speed because everything in the Big 12 was spread, spread, spread. Texas, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Missouri. It was all spread offenses. offenses and you needed uh, to have smaller, quicker defenders. And then when they went up against the Wisconsin's and the Ohio State and the fucking Michigan, and they were struggling to win those games because those teams were built with giant offensive lines. So that's what I'm saying. When USC comes to the Big Ten, if they are going to keep the same roster build that they have now that works in the Pac-12 – it is not going to work in the Big Ten, and I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening. So, but that—that that is all the time we have, guys. It's been a great Monday. We'll be back at it on Friday again. Uh, so, I uh, hope everybody had a great holiday, and uh, thanks for listening. We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home. We cover all bases.